When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five, four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show 93, 3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. On Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show. Man, I was looking. Did you see, uh, just for fun, just for fun. Well, no, let's get this out of the way before I forget. I will forget. I want to do two things here, and not because I just want to get it out of the way, but because it's important. First thing, uh, tomorrow is our listener appreciation event, opportunity to, to celebrate and uh, have a have a cold one. Thanks to the Battles in free domestic draft beer. Bam! Just like that. It is tomorrow, 4 to 6. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, 2475 Appalachian Parkway. Shirts are limited. 100 plus shirts. They'll go quick. Get your ass there. On time. 4 to 6 is the party. Get there. Thanks to the Vernon Company for providing the shirts. They're good looking. Libations Friday Fest. 2023 Jeff Cameron Show shirts. Thanks to Corner Pocket, War Chant, Real Talk, 93.3, and the Battles in for their efforts. Every year, this is fun. We get an opportunity to say hello to you in yay football. Also, shirts don't get doled out until four. So there's a line typically in the year over the years. But, yeah, they don't get doled out till four. So that's why you show up early to get in the queue. Yeah. You get there at one, you can't say, hey, man, I want my shirt. Yeah, no, dude, four o'clock. Four o'clock. But here's the thing. Get your shirt. I'll have a tall, cold one, please, thanks to the battle's end. There'll be more where that came from. That's right. Now, if you want to tip the bar, that's wonderful as well. Of course. You know, thank you. Of course. You absolutely we will. We will big time. Do but the you right. Can, yeah, you well, you, you got to do the right thing. You got to do the right thing. And then the other thing I wanted to say as we start the hours, as uh, hour, as always, is uh, thanks, Zaxby's. It's fun to collaborate with you. It's uh, fun to eat your food. I like eating Zaxby's. It's delicious. I get the platters. Most people, a lot of people, 
get the, the you know the big 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 chicken sandwich with the split top bun and the three juicy cut thick kick cut yeah you can do it pickles they're pickles those two yeah all that stuff in there with the uh, zach sauce it's all good uh one of 37 locations in tallahassee zaxby's wait till we join the sec and see how many locations there are in tallahassee well i could make a joke about the sec folk and their propensity towards eating fast food. Mm. But I won't do it because here I would encourage them when that happened at one of 197 locations, Tom. It would if be very easy. Do it, yeah. Eat the best kind of food there is. That's right. Tasty, That's tasty, tasty. Get after it. Uh, and onward we go. Florida State moving towards obviously this first game and every day that they don't get a player hurt and we knock on wood and they get more guys back and we celebrate. And we get home, and after dinner, we begin to read the internet, and we go, what? Mason Smith has been suspended by the NCAA. And we avoid him yet again. Well, that's just tragic. Things are looking up. You could hit the sounder, buddy. You could hit the sounder. You know what? What if we get to play him in the playoff? There, you, There's the opportunity for Mason Smith. Maybe he could get a crack at us for a whole game in on New Year's Eve. They won't be in the playoff time. No, you don't think so? They're not going to get there. Not trending that way? Um, so, listen, Mason Smith's one of those guys that when he came out, everybody and their brother recruited and projected to be an NFL first-round pick and like just a force of nature, one of those kinds of guys. So it's not nothing, man. It's a big deal. You don't have to play him. Um, it, it stunk for him last year. I hated to see him tear his ACL. I mean, look, it did it benefit Florida State? It did. You can acknowledge that. But I, I I didn't root for that. I don't I don't have anything against that kid. I don't like to see kids hurt themselves like that unless they're bad people. And I don't know anything that suggests he is. So, you know that stunk. I do wonder if he would have been as dominant as he was projected to be coming off that injury. But we won't know. Not at Florida State. The other teams on their schedule will find out, but we will not. And let's not pretend that isn't great news for Florida State. It is great news. I hate it for the kid. Sucks for him. It's awful. The NCAA does weird things. It seems really strange in this day and age to be suspending somebody for an autograph session when you could just straight pay them and give them cars. But at the time that he got in trouble for that, it was it was pre-NIL. He was not allowed to do that. And then he missed all of last year because of the injury, so he never served the suspension. And that's why he's serving it now. And by God, we're going to enforce the rules that existed prior to us just opening the gates. There you go. You will abide by those rules, or you should have, and you didn't. And now you will sit and think about what you've done. Or or you won't. You'll just be angry. Uh, but, you know, that's uh, that'll hurt them. And his ability to, to – hey, listen, he's stout against the run. He can force a double team. All that's off the table now. They've got good players on the defensive line. They're not devoid of those guys. You'll see, obviously – Guillory, who will play well. He's a good player. Mentioned him before. You guys already know about Wingo. He's a good player. Uh, but it does add more pressure on the other guys behind those bona fide starters. Uh, you're weakened. And Florida State likes to run the ball and has success running the ball against most teams, including LSU last year. So it gets interesting if you get to wear them down over time here uh, and get them going side to side, how this will impact that defensive line. That's the thing about what camp cannot teach you. I said it yesterday, but I'm so fascinated to see how Florida State runs the ball, how well they do with this offensive line. looks a little bit different, and in some ways a lot different, than last year. I want to see what that starting five is, 
down for down. I know that they can throw the ball over the top against the secondary. They're going to have some success doing that. Yes, they are. But I would think that Mike Norvell wants to explore if he has to and what all can he get away with because if you can prove early on that Trey Benson is going to be the battering ram that we never got to see last year because Trey had asserted himself as the starting running back at that point. If you get to see that, then the, the deep passing game becomes even more lethal because they have to get downhill and attack any yeah, play walk action. walk safety up, everything else. Yeah. Yes. Anytime you do a run action, they have to attack it, which means that a vulnerable secondary gets that much more vulnerable. If they can do that, then, man, this is a perhaps 40-burger territory. But we'll see. You know, it's interesting. We've spoken often of the talent Florida State has now on offense and why we think they will be consistently very, very good and productive. You know, you know, you allow for the fact that football is a weird game and sometimes the best offenses, even in the NFL, have bad days. I get all that. It's not going to be perfect every week. A lot of factors play into that. Sometimes there are bad matchups. You know, one of the fun things to do with this Florida State team, you're intrigued by what they're going to be defensively and how much better they're going to be and where they'll sit nationally and all of that. But I like looking at matchups, too. I like looking at, okay, what's a good matchup for Florida State? What's a bad matchup for Florida State? And when you do that, you kind of you get to do a lot of different things. Like, there are teams sometimes, for example, when you watch them play, you get like to the midway point of the season. You have enough evidence, enough data points to say, oh, they do this really well, and they've been able to do it really well against good teams. And that's not something we defend well, so this would be a bad matchup for us. This would be a problematic matchup. So when you do that, you say, all right, well, if we're going to go to the playoff, I want to play a team that does this. We can handle that. Or a team like this team that we've already beaten or played well. Don't want to play this team. And that team that you're saying I don't want to play might be 17th in the country. Could be 14th in the country. And you say, "Mm, I don't like the matchup. Well, I was doing a little bit of that this morning, and I was going through it, and it took me down a path. Do you think – that there are six teams better than Florida State in college football. No. Me neither. Not definitively so. Mm-mm. But there are some teams not ranked in, like, the top five that I go, Ooh, I, I don't like that matchup for us. And then there are others that I think within that top five where I go, no, I, I'm fine with that. We'll be, we'll be good. We'll, we'd be all right there. It's just kind of interesting to play that game, that little thought exercise, and go through all of that. Well, the thing to look at for the Florida State offense, for example, is it's proven that it can succeed even if it can't go straight ahead. Yes. Which, you know, that's a hell of a thing, as we used to say. That's a, that's a hell of a thing if you can pull that off. And Mike Norvell was able to do that without a reliable quarterback as a passer and without receivers that could win one-on-ones. Then, incrementally, we got better in those areas, and he's able to do it all the more, and that's why this offense is so potentially explosive. But that's the thing here is maybe this year, just maybe, against some of these teams in the top 10, top 6, whatever level you want to cut it off, we might be able to run straight ahead from time to time. About third and one, but between the 20s, if you can run straight ahead with this group, at least enough to keep people honest – then the things that does for counter or outside zone or any run action or anything that you want to do, it just becomes a completely different ball game all the more. Well, remember this too. I think what's fun to think about is we are going to get a version of Trey Benson we didn't see consistently last year. So when you talk about the run game, we talk about the different aspects of it and how Florida State is utilized within scheme a lot of different ways of beating you on the ground. Trey Benson one has to believe, walks into this season, this game, this year, a completely different person. He was coming off of a 
very serious injury. There were question marks about whether or not he'd ever play big-time college football again. A lot of people weren't willing to take a chance on him after the injury at Oregon. Florida State brought him in. There were people who second-guessed that, who thought, you want to take a guy that's had that, that injury at that position. It could be a wasted spot, but they took the chance that he would completely rehab and get back to where he was prior to the injury, which was a player they really liked coming out of high school. And so that turned out to be a proper risk. And now you see a fully healthy, but more importantly, mentally trusting Trey Benson. And so the physical tools have always been there. The physical tools have always been something that kind of wowed you. Prior to the injury, then after the injury, as he got back, the speed, even before contact that we saw, we went, oh, most guys don't carry that much weight and run with the agility and the and the, and the top-end speed that he has. Let's see how he does in contact. And then from there, really, he was kind of up and down last year. When he was really good, he was really good. And there were moments that wowed you obviously, including a kick return against Boston College to start a game. He's been kind of special in that way at times, running over people and getting to the corner and doing all those things. But now that version, the best version of what you saw last year, is bigger, stronger, and more confident and trusting mentally. So you have all of these things that we talk about on a regular basis here, the weaponry, the depth, the talent, the offensive line, the play calling, uh, the game planning of Alex and Mike together, all those things but with a dude who's about to get paid and believes it and believes he can run in the way that he wanted to prior to this injury. I'm all at once excited to see him, but then also wanting to see that he can be more consistent. Like, it, you know, the Florida game is a great example of Trey Benson, the game breaker. There are a couple of big time runs in that game, one of which kind of ices it, where you say, all right, this is why you're the featured player now. Then there's the Oklahoma game where Treshawn Ward was the better option. Can we get to a mm-hmm. place where Trey Benson is for all 12 games? You're not going at any point. Uh, can we see what Toe Philly's got today? Can we see what Rodney Hill's got today? Yeah, well. It's a good thing to have those backup options, but what I'm saying is it's not like even when Trey took over as the starter that it was a dead issue. There were times where maybe somebody else was a better fit, and the Oklahoma game was the last one that we saw of its kind where you go, oh, you know, if they didn't have Trey Sean, I, I don't know if they win the football game. I'm glad that we're stocked up there. And I, I know that Trey's going to produce huge numbers this season, but running back isn't just about handing the ball off and then letting the guy go from A to B. There are other things to it about being less timid, which he was talked to all offseason. That's all he's heard is being less timid. you got to have the vision, the timing, mm-hmm. the understanding. You know, A lot of times it's almost like second-guessing a quarterback where you say, man, I wish he bounced it out there. If he waited, he could have cut back and there would have been so much more for him in that opportunity. Leonard Fournette's a great guy where you look at the replay and go, does he understand that we're blocking in this place and he's going the other way? Like, he's just freelancing. What the hell's wrong with him? So, I just want to see if Trey can be more situationally aware and refined to where we're never looking to the sideline and saying, maybe we could find yeah. our Trey Sean. Yeah, well, there, exactly. That's why I'm excited to see how he plays because I think he is going to be a much more decisive and consistently solid player for us. Uh, solid's the wrong word. Good player for Florida State. I think he will hit the hole uh, consistently. And he won't have these moments where it looks almost like he's doubting himself. Yeah, and if he makes mistakes where you say, man, if he waited a little bit longer, that's good. That means he's correcting the issue. Yeah. You know, if you say, oh, he could have bounced that. No, man, I I think what what the coaching staff wants to see from him, Sean Corbin was so good at this. Not the home runs. I'm talking it's third and one and a half, fourth and one and a half, and they would go wildcat or whatever they do. Short yards, they hand it off to him. 
He understood what down and distance we were in and what was necessary in that play. Situational awareness is very important. It is very important. Uh, You know, Florida State's backs had it in the Jimbo era. You know, if you think back to the guys they gave the rock to. uh, Devontae Freeman. They understood. They understood this isn't the time to hit the home run. This is the time to get the yard. And even on first and ten. If I get small here, get low, and I get to second and six. Second and six is a lot better than second yeah. and nine. Let's do this oh, thing. Freeman's Just trying to make a big play. Oh, well, unbelievable. Yeah. And hence the reason that he hit the ground running in the NFL and made a huge impact and got got a second contract, got paid, and was basically out of the league. But he's he's kind of a, a cautionary tale that you see play out in the NFL right now. I hate it for running backs, but that's the reality if you're in charge of writing the checks. There are countless stories like Devontae Freeman. That guy should have won the MVP of the Super Bowl if they hadn't lost their mind temporarily against New England. And here he is, uh, a superstar in the league, quite literally for a, a small window of time, about two years. He is a star running back in the NFL. And just like that, he's bouncing around. He's kind of an also-ran afterthought and out of the league with a contract that, frankly, you would if you were if you were the team paying that check, in the second half at the end of his career, you were like, what in the world did we take this on for? Why did why did we do this? What a gift we just gave Atlanta. This is nuts. But, and now you see it happen to all these guys. Like, there are very few exceptions. I mean, there, there aren't too many Derrick Henrys out there that you're like, every year, really? You're still going to run over everybody? Still going. He's still going. But, he, but look at Derrick Henry. Nobody looks like Derrick Henry. In the history of football, nobody's looked like Derrick Henry running the football anyhow. Maybe on the defensive line they have. And even then, it's impressive. That's ridiculous. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. 
Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. about to add, am I reading this right, Michael Langston leaning towards uh, Florida State here for Zaquan Patterson? I'll, ask, I'll tell you why I'm asking in a second, other than I'm interested in getting good players. I like to get good players. Are we adding him? That's going to be a yes? I believe he's being honest. He always is, but I, yeah. Well... I've been doing this a lot lately when I talk about players in recruiting because I don't spend a lot of time on recruiting other than to monitor are we doing well or not? Are we getting our fair share of quality players to take a good long look at Florida State, visit, those kinds of things, and occasionally even commit? And the answer has been a resounding yes as of late, which has been very exciting. But I um, I happened to peruse the the article from earlier today, which brought up the uh, Chaminade four-star safety and – I kind of thought to myself, I wonder who else is desperately trying to recruit him. Obviously, Miami would be. I mean, they would they would need him and want him and, and give him the location and all that. But who else? And then I noticed that Michigan did and Ohio State did and Auburn did and many other heavy hitters. And I thought, another one that seems to be trending in the direction of Florida State and away from, say, Miami. Miami's just having a hard time getting solid footing. Really struggling yeah. to get over the hump. I know it concerns you. You're really worried for the program. I Hiring mean, good people, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the news has been good. Michael Langston did say, uh, quote, my prediction right now would be Florida State. I felt that way probably for a week and a half. I haven't heard anything different. Things have been pretty consistent that it's Florida State, the reason being that they've done uh, what they've done and what they have to offer. You know, I, I think in a way that's an inadvertent tease. Like, we have more to offer than in, in the way of whatever you want to dream up in your mind. Because Miami's been dreaming up, and a Miami fan has been dreaming up a lot of amazing things that we apparently have to offer recruits. Show them your Delawares, yeah. if you will. Real or imagined. It's always a good sign when your rivals begin to engage in outlandish rumors as to how it is that you are yet again besting them for somebody they desperately wanted while also allowing you not to have to address how it is that kids in your own backyard are saying, I'd rather go to North Florida and play in Tallahassee. Seems like it's a better situation up there. Really? But I thought you hired like a, a grand recruiter. Wasn't that, wasn't that the reasoning behind bringing in one of your own? Hmm. It's a toughie. Sometimes wallets die, Jeff. Sometimes wallets die. Oh, are you speaking of a very specific and at one time vocal front and center wallet who now sees his stock plummeting? Viva la vida. What a, what a shame. What a shame. Uh, so, you know, the on the field and off the field successes for Florida State continue. It is a glorious rise. 
and a most frustrating and aggravating set of circumstances for those seeking to compete because big picture story here. I'm not sure I ever thought Mike Norvell, let's say a year ago, year and a half ago, would reach a place to where he and his staff are getting elite players that are sought after by the best in college football within the state of Florida because of the lack of connections. Like I didn't think that was going to be a thing just yet. I knew wins on the field would lead to better recruiting in the high school ranks. That just stands to reason. If you have wins, you have something to offer beyond, hey, you know, I've got a great relationship with your coach. Well, I don't. I haven't been here long enough. My staff isn't littered with guys that have great relationships with high school coaches in the state of Florida. So the first thing that you'd have to do to get the door to open when you came a knocking was win a bunch of football games, you know, win a game like you did last year against LSU with the nation watching all of a sudden that kid's like, well, I don't know much about these guys. And my coach hasn't said much about them, but they just beat LSU. So they're doing something right. Like that's how you get the door open. Then you get in there and you got your pitch and then you make some adjustments to your staff. Like you did by bringing in Patrick Sertan. Yeah. Who very much has connections. And this kid, you know, this fictitious kid who's, playing on Friday nights, very good at the Friday night football plan. He tunes into these games and he says, I, my future is very, very fragile and important here. I think these guys at Florida State might actually be able to solve for my future. I think they can do that. As brought to you by ISF. Mm. Partners, collaborators indeed. Mm. And soon, tailgates. Tailgates for us to celebrate and help. And that's what they're doing with our friends from the Second Harvest. And I do believe that um, starting on Monday, I'm going to have a lot more information on that very thing because they're going to set up shop. And listen, here's one thing I do know, and this is all serious in all seriousness. Um, we work with ISF. ISF is an advertiser and a collaborator here on the Jeff Cameron Show, and we appreciate that. And, of course, we tell you what they do. Um, with state government and all throughout the country that they've been able to help a lot of organizations that um, we know do great things in some instances for children and the needy and everybody else. And um, they, they want to continue to do that. That's part of how they make uh, the operations run more efficiently. All of those things that we've told you about in the past. But uh, I would tell you, Tom, this is one that's right here in our backyard. It's with, a group, the second harvest that we've worked with before for the Jeff Cameron show golf tournament. And we know they do great things. We've worked with them and others have uh, in the community a bunch of times. And, and now ISF is joining forces. So when you come over to hotel Indigo for the pregame show and you say hello to Jeff and Tom, and we get excited as we overlook the intramural fields and you get you a cold beverage and some good food. They sound like great guys. up there. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. And then you make your way on over past the intramural fields and the tailgates and all of that, you think, oh, yeah, I remember now. ISF and the Second Harvest have teamed up. They've got a tailgate. I'm already going to be tailgating. I'm bringing a bunch of delicious food because I got it good, and all my friends have it good, and we're all celebrating the return of football. But there's some people in the world who don't have it good, who are unable to celebrate as robustly as we are. And you know what? It's not going to be too hard for me to grab some registered sausage and maybe an extra pack and bring it on by that particular tailgate where they are also celebrating but providing for those who are less fortunate. 
So that's what you want to keep your uh, eyes open for. We'll talk to you about it. Your ears open for it. We'll talk to you about it on Monday. Uh, they're going to be teaming up for every home game this year and having a tailgate. You guys have always been awesome at stepping up when we've asked you to or to help out with a charity or to give and sign up for the Guardian Adelaide and whatever it might be, the bowling tournament, give toys to kids at Christmas time, all that. This will just be one of those things. You guys, I'm sure, will do it. and We'll celebrate together. It'll be awesome. It's always good to help people while having fun. It's always good to win football games while having fun, you know, and it's always good to recruit while you're winning football games. And that's what's happening here with it could be a four-star safety or maybe down the line here as the season goes along, Florida State has that momentum. Remember, in the summer we were freaking out somewhere about where we were in the grand scheme of recruiting rankings, 13, 17, depending yeah, upon it, the time. it wasn't a good look at the time, yeah. But you got the momentum you needed before the season started. Now go 3-1 and one in September and then host a weekend that rivals any other weekend when we play Miami in November. And these are the stages that you need in order to bridge from now until signing day in December. Got the momentum? Add another name. Go for it. Go ahead and do it. Beat LSU next week and or beat Clemson at the end of September. Fun to hear you say next week. It's true. Yeah. Beat them next week. And then you schedule that weekend for Miami where you have all the kids come here, maybe a few undecideds or kids that are on flip watch, and that's how you build this thing into a top three class. You can get real greedy at that point, especially if the playoff is in our future. Uh, Mr. Patterson, the young man that we're talking about, noted about Florida State. Coach Mike Norvell has been recruiting me since my freshman year. He is about his players and giving his players opportunities. He's not afraid to play young guys, so I like that. I know guys like Edwin Joseph and Conrad Hussey from South Florida, and they are already in the mix as freshmen. That tells me a lot. That's true. It also bucks the narrative that Florida State will bring you in, celebrate you, make you promises, and then bring in a transfer to play over you in which you'll have no opportunities. Not true. And I think you'll see that trend throughout the course of this year. For two reasons, you've built the roster to a place now where you don't have to do it as often because you're recruiting better. So your core players that you're bringing in from high school the last couple of years uh, are better quality players, and they're going to have opportunities to play because of that, but also because you're going to be beating people's asses. And so young guys get more opportunities the more asses you beat. Prolonged opportunities because there are many prolonged ass kickings in the works. That's how you buck that narrative. That's right. So you will be bucking the hell out of that narrative, and you will be putting kids into games that are true freshmen, like Edwin Joseph and Conrad Hussey, making plays because it's 30-3 to in the third quarter, and they might as well get an opportunity here right now to buck the trend. Buck it up. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. I, I didn't root for this, but doesn't it just feel like if we take a detour here for a half a second and talk about the National Football League, 
uh, and maybe not even the league, but the situation in Denver, doesn't it just feel like that is going to be a nightmare? Well, they got bad news today as their best receiver, Jerry Judy, was carted off the field with a leg injury. Oh. Have a good one, man. And grand opening, grand closing. We're done here. That is the end of Denver season. They're going to uh, put Mr. Judy through an MRI. They will find out more. It appears that it was a severe hamstring injury. So even if it's not torn, and I hope for his sake it's not, you got a pulled hamstring with an elite athlete. We know. Every time I see an athlete from Florida State or Tampa Bay or any team that I'm rooting for or care for at all, the Lightning, anybody, the Pirates, if they have a hamstring injury and they're they're very athletic, right, they, you know, you're like, this is that doesn't get better. It won't get better this year. They're going to be out for six weeks minimum. Unless their name is Dalvin Cook. Well, one that exception. never made any sense to me. I That is the f- most freakish set of circumstances of all time. To be able to time like it's about to rip, I better go down here like he did against Miami. Yeah. And then get back out there and just keep – that's crazy. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it before or since. It was um, – I was in the stands for that game. Had pretty close to midfield seats, and he was just getting into fifth gear, crossing my face because he was going towards the student section. and uh, Or the band, rather. And when he went down, everybody got quiet. Except I was in the Miami fan section for that night, so some of them were kind of like, ooh, wait a minute, we got a chance. They weren't cheering per se, but they were like, wait a minute. And then a drive later, there he is. No big deal. Old Dalvo. Well, it's just every time you read something right now about Denver, you're like, man, this is you, – you guys are trying to salvage the situation with Russell and he was falling off a cliff and it's crazy and Sean clearly doesn't like him. And now you've got your best player in Jerry Judy who, you know, is grabbing at his hamstring and has to be carted off. That ain't good. Who has seen some things in his NFL career. Uh, man also. alive. And then, you Boy. know, they already had Tim Patrick Terra's left Achilles tendon in camp. He'll miss the second straight year for him. Ooh. Hamler was released. Uh, it was diagnosed, unfortunately, for him with a heart condition. So that's the end of that. The mascot's dead. <laughs> Other than that, playoffs. It's just not going to work out. I mean, I don't care anything about the Broncos, but it's just like, whoa, man, this is... What a nightmare. And you've poured all this money into that clown. It's great. It's unlimited. (laughs) You kind of can't help yourself. It's unlimited. Don't do it, Tom. Damn it, I told you. Stop it. I can't do it. Well, we're speaking of people that may have cost themselves some money. And by cost themselves, I mean, unfortunately, we're hurt. Shohei Itani. That's sad. That sucks. I hope you enjoyed it while it was happening. He might get another 4A, but it's going to take a year or two. A UCL tear in his right elbow. Mm. Uh, Look, all I can think about is how awful it is for fans because, look, the Angels aren't going anywhere, but every time that guy plays, I love it. So he does that, then insists on playing in the nightcap and hits a double. There's so much to love about that dude. Yeah. So if you're him, you could go a couple of ways here. You're going to lose money no matter what. But what would you rather do? What would you advise this this player? Uh, Maybe actually Director Matthew could help because Bryce Harper played while he had his arm repaired and he was a DH forever. Yeah. But would it be wiser to shut it down for a little while and then go to market 
I don't know, the middle of the summer next year, negotiate at that point a deal for yourself when right. when you've recovered to a degree? Or do you want to go to market right now as a 35 to 40 home run hitting DH and then get repairs and play through the repairs? I, I don't know. What, what, what gets you more money? Well, okay, so it was already rumored that Shohei Itani was going – his people were going to ask for $600 million. Worth it. Uh, agreed. Okay, was going to ask for six hundred million dollars. That now appears to be off the table. There are those speculating today that not only is six hundred million off the table, five hundred million is off the table at this point. So, you know, you may end up getting, like you said, an offer that represents his offensive production. Uh, it would make him. He, he's already one of the most valuable players if you just look at him as an offensive player. He's already that kind of player, which speaks to why. He's a unicorn. You're a dominant pitcher. You're one of the best pitchers in baseball, and you also happen to be one of the best five to ten players, uh, offensive players in baseball, and we haven't seen that. Um, so if you look for Otani as a hitter and you're trying to find comps, the aforementioned Bryce Harper is a good one, $335 million. Giancarlo Stanton, who never plays, is always hurt and can generally kind of sucks, is uh, $325 million. So he's a premier slugger. He would get at least $350, $340, something like that. And then you go, which teams uh, look at him long-term and say, we'll wait it out. He's going to be fine. He'll be able to pitch again somewhere down the line, but we know what he will mean to our franchise financially just by bringing him in, yep. just having him here. That's why I think even with the injury, he's worth 600 700 oh, I don't know yeah. that you can put a price on him. There, there are some players where I'd say it's ridiculous that he's got a 350 ERA and you're paying him $32 million a year. Why? Because it's the open market? That's ridiculous. But what Otani can mean for your brand as a Major League Baseball franchise to the Japanese market, you know, in terms Correct. of all the exposure you get, you're going to have 50 to 60 press from Japan in your clubhouse every day, and they don't even get to talk to him. I I keep thinking that the New York teams will just go to war for him. They I mean, should they, they should offer him the world. Uh, I, I, it's worth it. It might be he might be worth a billion dollars for the rest of his career. He might be. You might see the return on that investment in terms of your marketing value. One thing I do like, and this is selfish, and, and I love Otani. He's probably my favorite athlete right now. I really love Otani. Although, I mean, I'm still a huge fan of Andrew McCutcheon at the end of his career. McCutcheon's been fun to watch again this year. But I, uh, I just like that now a lot of people believe the Dodgers will bow out and that they're risk-averse in this situation and that they're not going to make a go of it. And that's good for you, Tom. This is the time. But but also, I hate the Dodgers, so I was like, good, good, don't be a Dodger. But if it doesn't work, can you ever be blamed for taking a shot and overpaying for an injured best player in the history of modern baseball? Like, I mean, what is the value of that? If it works out, yeah. and in two years' time, he's a three fifth, sub-350, three-ERA guy, and he's doing what he's doing right now for your team, and he signed for the, the back half of his career? That's the payoff is so huge. Here's the oddity and the final thing here before we go to probables and all that good stuff. Let me let me say this though, I, and this is another reason why I like Otani. It's not crazy to think that he could just take a deal with the Angels. They he likes it there. He has told everybody that he likes certain things. He likes warm weather. He wants to play in warm weather, so he's got that obviously in Anaheim. Um, 
he's talked a lot about, look, I'm already rich, and he is rich. And you think about the money you just brought up in Japan. If he, if he never played again, he'd be worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. Shohei Otani. He'd be on TV every day. So maybe money, maybe maybe because he's financially secure and he's going to get a sweetheart deal no matter where he signs, he's going to get a good deal. He's not going to have to worry about money. So if all of a sudden you're not a guy who thinks, hey, I need $600 million to prove I'm the best in baseball or the best that there is and the money represents that. It's not about the total number that I'm getting, but what it represents. But I don't think he's that guy. I think if he got $350 million from Anaheim and, um, you know, they he's personally comfortable there and he's got, you know, his decision is about liking where he lives, warm weather, uh, his teammates, and a belief that the organization is committed to trying to win. Yeah, that's the thing. He wants to win. He does want to th- win. That's that's uh, a hard case for the Mets to make, other than Steve Cohen says, I'll spend. Trust me, I'll continue to spend. But it, you can go outside the box here. Depending upon what the rehab looks like, you could do anything from see if the open market will still overpay at this point, mm-hmm. but pay you what your market value would have been as a two-way player. If the answer is no, you could take a year off, that would stink, but you could take a year off and they will come back to the table for full value. Or you could sign a one-year deal as a hitter if your rehab allows you to play the way that Harper did for Philadelphia. Yeah. Sign a one-year That's deal. That's kind of rare, though. That thing with Harper was interesting. I was surprised by that. But, yeah, I I mean, too. if it does, that would be well, pretty cool. What if you do that? I'm going to be your DH. That's all I can do, guys. Maybe I can play first in a pinch for you. Just don't ask me to turn a 363, <laughs> you know. But here's, here's what I can do for you. And... Highest bidder wins. You know, fifty million for a season, sixty million because of the branding, and then you go hit the market again. If you can have surgery and still play as a hitter, a DH, and you'll be able to fully recover in a way that allows you to pitch the following year. Yeah. Obviously that's what you do, but I can't I mean that's very rare. Doesn't seem it's hard to believe that's even possible. Yeah, I don't know what the rehab would look like there. Uh, Power Mill Sports, we always want to thank them for jumping on board here with us. Power Mill Training Academy, 27 alumni in the majors, 45 years of experience, programs for every caliber of player, boy and girl. If your kid wants to play baseball, they got you covered. If they want to play softball, they got you covered. Uh, Fun games while training them, teaching them how to focus on the skills that will take them to the next level and get the most out of their games. So whether your kid is aspiring to be on the Olympic team playing softball or Major League Baseball or just wanting to have a good time in Little League, Power Mill's got a program for your kid. Go to PowerMillSports.com to learn more. PowerMillSports.com. Cue it up, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probably. Nationals, Yankees, 3-1, to one, Yanks in the sixth finally broke their, what was it, nine, ten game losing streak, something like that. A whole lot of sucking going on in New York there. I mean, both, both. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Both, yeah. <laughs> All boroughs. Yeah. It's like Times Square in the 70s. Patrick. Hey. <laughs> 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 it's good for two things, tax season. <laughs> Nationals, Yankees, Patrick Corbin, Michael King, uh, Rockies, Rays, Peter Lambert, Sean Armstrong is your matchup there. People in St. Peter are like, again, Wander Franco, what are we doing? Red Sox, Astros, that is five to nothing. Red Sox in the second. Wow. 
They jumped all over J.P. France. Brian Bellows starting for the Red Sox. He surrendered. <laughs> Dodgers, Guardians. They're in a delay in the ninth inning. That'd piss you off. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Xavion Curry from the night before, I guess. Cubs, Pirates, Justin Steele, TBD, Blue Jays, Orioles, Jose Barrios, Kyle Gibson. Good matchup there. Fun game. Rangers, Twins, Andrew Haney, Pablo Lopez. Hey, the A's won a game. They're 36-91. and 91. All right. Ken Waldachuk goes for the A's. The White Sox will throw Jesse Schultons. Reds, D-backs, Brandon Williamson, Merrill Kelly, and the Dodgers Guardians. Next one later tonight. Ryan Pepio and Gavin Williams. I'm sure they say Pepio. Pepio. No, I wasn't going to say with the PP. Oh, we all thought of it. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. We're getting a little, little froggy. We're, we're anxious. I'm tired of talking about games. I want to watch games and then talk about the games that I watched. Woo! Oh, I didn't have it up. I didn't have the feed up, man. Thanks, Tom. Jeff and Tom, could you good sirs rank the freshman wide receivers at where they currently stand and again based on potential? Do you think the 2025 wide receiver core has a higher ceiling than this year's group? Oh, man, I haven't done a lot of thinking about the 2025 receiving. They got to get here before you can see That's, what's really true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to do that. Um, but as for Hakeem, Vandravius, and Goldie, that's interesting. Well, he, he, this is – okay, I, I like that you put it that way because ranked number one on the list right now, as they – as we've seen them, in my opinion, has been Dravius Jacobs, right? I mean, you, you're you going to agree with that. I barely agree with it. Hakeem has had a good couple of weeks. Hakeem's had a good camp, period. Yeah, it's but the last week or so, there was a play he made with Jordan Travis yesterday when, oh, he, uh, in terms of getting out of his break, yeah. put the foot in the ground and explode. It was like, oh, you can do that at that size, huh? I got you. No, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think further along, entered the race uh, as smooth and polished as one could ever dare to expect from anybody is Vendravius Jacobs. And he's going to play and play a lot, we think. As long as he's healthy, he's a contributor and going to be a real good player. Hiking Williams' upside because of the physical prowess that he has. Like, he's got something Vendravius will never have. He's so big, so strong. He does have to watch his weight because he's a guy that could very easily in two years be a tight end. He's a big, strong dude. But he came into camp lean. He's been much more productive. And, yeah, maybe his upside, if he's at his very best, is better than that of Vendravius Jacobs is a better way of answering. But right here, right now, Vendravius is the guy. The good news is they're perfectly complimented to be on the same side of the field in Mm. a set for Glenn. Next year you could be playing in – Aviva Stadium, Dublin. The ball snapped to Glenn, and there it is. To his right in the slot, Vandravius Jacobs, Hakeem Williams split out wide. By the way, I don't want to overlook Goldie. Yep. Like him. Like him a lot. Uh, I kind of maybe dismissed him to some degree early on. Uh, well, first camp, and yeah, then he's yeah, gotten yeah. a lot of more run the last week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. A lot more reps. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was on the receiving end of one of the best throws of the day yesterday, which was from Tate Rodemaker in 11 on Hey, he's still here. 
Um, yeah, man, that was uh, that's exciting. I, I, the future is bright, Tom. It's very bright. I like arguing about, and I'm, I don't mean you, Tom. Tom, who asked the question, I like when we can get into a debate about the long-term successes because of body types and skill sets and versatility and, you know, who's going to be throwing them the ball and all. We have a lot of things to look forward to every day that uh, they practice. You see growth from these guys, all the freshmen at that position. So there's a lot of reason to be excited. I I think Florida State is set. I I can't tell you about 2025. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that's to answer that question. It'll be for a recruiting chat and a time to come. Tonight, though, is not a recruiting chat. Wake up War Chant, 6 p.m. on War Chant. Good times, good times. Wake up War Chant tonight, 6 o'clock. Have fun with that. It will be good, as on and Corey, taking your questions, having a good time with you. Good job, Tom. Good job, Director Matthew. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Tomorrow's a libations Friday. Let's do this thing. Peace.